This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. As my good friend Carmen DeFalco says, it's time for the odds couple. Randy Merkin filling in for Carmen DeFalco, all presented by PropSwap, and it's my pleasure to welcome in Mike North. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good, Randy. I'm, uh, you know, I, I took uh, DJ uh, Dustin Johnson uh, to start the tournament. Right now, he's minus four. He's got a long way to go, but he's a long hitter. Uh, there's no trees for him to get in trouble, and he's been sitting hitting the ball pretty straight. And plus, I've been doing well over the past. Two days with individual bets. So I'm having a lot of fun betting the golf, which I could thank. Uh, well, I don't think you ever want to thank COVID, but the situation that happened because golf became pertinent. But I'm doing great. How you doing? It's good to talk to you. I said it today on, on Carmen and Yurko show. Randy's ready. Interrogation. He's the, te- the detective. He's, he's Kirk Douglas with, right. the, with the tie loosened up. We're That's ready right. to go. Uh, Mike, I'm good. I'm good. I had a, a week off. Last week was my uh, son's uh Final travel games of the year. That's that's got to be drudgery. Every yeah, no, it's it's. Yeah, love, you have fun. We love it. Yeah, because all the parents get along great. So it's it's kind of like another family almost. So it was nice. It was bittersweet to see it end, but uh, he'll keep playing baseball. And uh, Mike, you know, you brought up golf. Uh, the uh, you like to do the you know the players against each other. You know what? Right. I, I've really become obsessed with. I don't know if it's the right word, but I love betting on individual holes like Jordan Spieth for a birdie. On fourteen nice. or something like that, and the th- I don't know why it is, but the thrill for some reason when they make those birdies is fantastic. So yeah. it's, it, and I, I listen, you you've made it clear you wake up early, right? So this is got, this has got to be perfect for you because golf starts at three, and this is what you also love because you always want them to show the whole tournament, and at the Open Championship, they basically outside of like an hour and a half, they show you every single swing. This is the best. I mean, they yeah, I I was up day one at three fifteen. Like a lunatic, I'm trying to figure out. I'm in my boxers with black socks on, with with no t-shirt on. I got the birdcage chest, you know, the pipe stem arms, no muscle definition at all, and I'm trying to figure out Fleetwood versus Lowry. I get Fleetwood, he wins that one. Uh, as we're taping now, I have a uh, Louis Ustason uh, against uh, who the hell did I bet him against? John Rom. John Rom. and uh, I, it was doing okay. I don't know what's going on now, but I wanted to ask you this: Is it Louis? Ooh, or is it Louis O? No, I think it's. I've never heard it either way. Actually, I think it's just Louis. <laughs> <laughs> they say his whole name. Yeah. Everybody else gets their name right. shortened. Right. But Louis Oostason, yes. you have to say that, right? Yes. It, cr- crazy th- stat about Louis Oostason. I, I follow this guy Justin Ray on Twitter, and he uh-huh. he basically said he's around seven or eight strokes away from having four or five majors right now, I and mean, that's how he finished second to to John Rahm at the U.S. Open after he hit that ball out of bounds. Yeah. On 17. And so. Rom had to have two great putts. Right, right, exactly. You're right. On 17 and 18, yeah. great memory. Uh, so the, the well, Open I'm Championship. Well, I'm not that. I mean, don't, I'm not Einstein. Well, but I, I forget, can remember. I forgot that. Ago. So right. the, the Open Championship's going on right now, and it will be uh, all weekend long. Great weather today for them. But, yeah. Mike, I, I want to go back to. Can uh, I just say yeah. something quickly uh-huh. as I'm looking at the man? Had I continued my drinking, and I've been sober for 15 years, there's a good possibility I'd be looking like Darren Clark about yes. right now. Yes. My God. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. <laughs> 
God. He's, still, he, he's not going to make the cut this week, Mike, but he on the Champions Tour, he's still yep. really good. He's won, I think, a couple and times. And he won. Already. All he ever wanted to do was win the Open, yep. and he did. Yep. That's great. He's been celebrating ever since. Absolutely. Uh, so Monday and Tuesday, baseball celebration. Monday right. night was the Home Run Derby, which was fantastic. What was your take on the uh, Home Run Derby, Mike? It was great. Uh, I did put some bets in. I lost every one of them. Um, I put Otani in. I thought that he would do something. He basically got off to a bad start. Uh, but I got to tell you, the show was great. It gets a little mundane. Uh, but, I mean, Alonzo, I didn't take him. I mean, he was, you know, $500 uh, plus 500 Should have probably taken him. I didn't since he was a defending champ. And he had... He wasn't afraid of anybody. He wasn't afraid of of Guerrero. He wasn't afraid of Otani. He was he was saying, "I'm the man." Right, and you know what, Mike? Sometimes you think wrong, think long, think wrong. Right. right? I mean, right. I'm studying all this, and there, smack in the face is uh, Pete Alonso at five to one. He's the defending champ, right? And he's 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 he loves this tournament. He embraces this. Yeah, tournament. you could see. And I love Otani, but you could see that, that the pressure was kind of getting to him a little bit, and he was getting tired. And even after he got he lost in the first round, I said to my son, even if he wins, he look how tired he is. Already. How about Mancini? He was plus sixteen hundred. Mancini was great. Uh, that was a great story. Obviously, if you don't room for Trey Mancini, that's it's great. So yeah, right. so it was it was awesome. I I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed that. I, and, and the All Star Game. I don't like Joe Buck talking to me while I'm trying to hit. Okay, but other than that. I got no problem with it, but it was, uh, I don't know. I, I just think the All-Star game, I would give every player who wins $2 million and the t- losing team just expenses. And then you'd see a real game. You wouldn't see so many guys coming in and out. I mean, there'd be guys just sitting on the bench rotting. I was surprised Tim Anderson didn't get in that bat. I really was. You're talking about a former batting champ. You know, so that I was surprised about, but everything else was fine. Uh, and Kevin Cash was uh, very disappointed that he didn't get Tim Anderson in a bad end. Uh, <coughs> you know, Mike, uh, I don't want to say now back in our day, but like this game used to mean a lot. Like, oh, I, my God. I, you, you probably had many chats to them. Yes. I, had, I had a discussion one time with Pete Rose, and he told me next to like winning the World Series, winning the All-Star game was the most important hey, thing for those guys. Stan Musial. Ted Williams, some of their most famous home runs come in the All-Star game, if you ever see the old film clips. I went to the 1962 uh, All-Star game, of which they played two games back in the day. They had one at Washington at Griffith Stadium, and then they played at Wrigley Field. I went to the 62 game with my Uncle Joe. We stood in line outside the bleachers. We sat in the center field bleachers, which normally were blacked out. For the batter's eye, they filled it up that day, so they packed the joint, and, I mean, Rocky Calavito, Jimmy Pearsall, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, Roberto Clemente, Hank Aaron, Ernie Banks. I mean, these guys were all, they're all legends now. They're all legends, and I got to see that game. Yeah, I mean, and think about one of the most famous plays in All-Star Game history is when Pete Rose trucks Ray Fossey, oh. basically ending his career, yeah. okay? That's how seriously these guys took yep. the All-Star game back then. Yeah, it was. And uh, Ray Fossey, I mean, went on to have a uh, fabulous, he's gone on to have a fabulous career uh, as far as an announcer goes But for the Oakland A's. But he was one of the best catchers in baseball, and Rose just mauled him. Just mauled him like it was Game 7, but that's the way Pete Rose always played. He played to win. Mike, how, how, do you, did you bet the All-Star game? And if you like, No. No, because it just, why not? I burnt out a little bit. 
retired, take a break. I think what I saw that was funny on Twitter, Randy, is they said, who's not betting the All-Star game tonight? Now, it had a, a sampling of about 1,000, 1,500 people. 90% said they weren't going to bet the game, which was very, very surprising to me because you'd think more. But I think prop bets are big now. I think people bet the home run derby. I'd rather bet the home run derby than the All-Star game. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a lot more fun, too, right? right. Because, you know, right. no, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so heading into the second half of the season, Mike, yeah. uh, what is your betting? What is your style? What are you going to do? Are you still going to st- do it the same way you're doing? Because now there's going to be a lot of trades. Teams are tanking. Uh, is it still the same way? Or how does the system work in the second Can half I of baseball? Can I just say this? What are the Cubs doing? I mean, no wonder. I mean, it's a shame. They're eight out. I would not. I have no give up in me in anything I've ever done. If I was a player on that team, I'd be disgusted. You're eight games out. You're not there. There's a lot of games left. I don't know. I haven't heard a whole lot of radio. I don't know how everybody's reacting to this. I remember the White Sox when they were three and a half back. That was called the white flag trade. They took heat. Are the Cubs taking any heat at all or just giving up? Or is everybody just throwing their hands up? Because this could have been avoided and it wasn't. The Jack Peterson deal is gone now. It just seems to me, I mean, even look at look at whoever the Cubs are playing, and and you got they got a chance of losing because their their team's got to have low morale right now, you know? Doesn't don't you think, Randy? Yeah, I mean, I, so you're saying you would have if you're the Cubs with everything going on right now, you would still play to win. Try try. I mean, they're only eight back, and who did you get for for Jack Peterson? I understand if you're going to – and I don't want to hear rebuild. This team's a big market team with big market owners, billionaire owners, and this rebuild nonsense uh, just drives me nuts. If you're not going to resign these guys, then go out and get free agents. Start building the club. Of course, bring some kids up if you have to. Draft smart. But this give up, this reminds me of Major League. I mean, they got rid of Darvish and Schwarber from the get-go. They didn't, re- they didn't sign Castellano, which everybody that I talked to wanted to see done. And now they get rid of these guys. It just, I'd be mad. I want to win. And you're only eight games back. Eight. There's been teams come back from 13, 14 games back, including uh, the Yankees back in the day when Bucky Dent did that home run. They were 13 back of Boston in August. It just makes me mad. That's all. But don't, Mike, at some point, don't you have to hit the reset button? I mean, because God. these, you know, these guys are in their final years of their contracts. I know. Gonna, they can't resign all of them, right? So, you know, <laughs> well, they I mean, haven't gotten rid of any of them yet. No, I know. I mean, but, Jack Peterson is in a give up mood. I think the Cubs can still come back a little bit, but I mean, this just—I mean, an All Star break already. You can't wait a couple weeks. My God, I don't know. Okay, it just so didn't hit me right. It didn't hit you right, but uh, Jack Peterson's the first one to go. If, if yep. you were, if you were the Cubs. Uh, I think Craig, Craig, Craig Kimbrell is the guy, right? I mean, he's going to get the most for you. He's the best sure. reliever in baseball right now. I don't think there's any debate about that. So, yeah, how about that? So, uh, and if if the of the three guys, Mike of Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant, which one would you, which one would you sign? I'd probably sign Baez. He's a shortstop. The shortstop's your best athlete on the team. Uh, he's going to strike out, but he's going to put up big numbers as far as power, uh, RBIs. Shortstops like him are hard to find. I don't know. Maybe you move him to sec- back to second base, you know, uh, and, and you bring in somebody else to play short. You could do that with him. Bryant is a great all-around player. I think he's done well. I I just 
he didn't do anything the last couple of years, in my opinion. He is the face of what happened in 15 and 16. I give him all the credit in the world. Rizzo should, if you want to keep Rizzo, Mark Grace had to play under 10 one-year deals. That's what Anthony Rizzo should, with a bad back should have to do if he wants to stay with the Cubs. Otherwise, sayonara to him too, Randy. I think you could do better. Yeah. And, I, and you don't know what's going to – the worst thing you could be is a slugger with a bad back. Right, right. That's the worst. Yep. And I like him. Yep. And so- He's only got 10 home runs right now at the All-Star yeah, break. As we come start. on. Second half of the season tonight. But when we come back, Mike, we have the pleasure to talk to one of the owners, one of the starters of PropSwap, Luke Pergani. Oh, 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 the open's going nuts over here. <laughs> Next on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. Hope you're having a great weekend already. And it is my pleasure to be joined by the owner of PropSwap, Luke Pergandy, who is the presenting sponsor of Odds Couple. Luke, how are you? Good, Randy. Good, Mike. How you guys doing? Great. Well, we're, Luke, we're doing well, and uh, we're watching uh, the Open Championship, and I'm sure it's a busy time for you guys. Uh, with I know golf is great for uh, for prop swap. So, Luke, t- tell us a little about uh, what uh, you got going on with the Open Championship and prop swap. Yeah, I mean, everyone, you know, we do a lot of uh, radio station interviews, and everyone's been asking me who was my favorite pick for the British Open, and my response was Con Morikawa. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it, I remember. It, it's, yeah, um, it's looking good. Uh, he opened at about thirty to one. Uh, he's now the third golfer. He's about five to one. Um, so you know, if you got a Morikawa ticket, and I always said, like, I'm not necessarily saying Morikawa is going to win this thing, but what I am saying is he's undervalued. Mm. Buy a ticket now and then flip it on props up on Saturday or Sunday. You know who's not undervalued anymore? Like I said last week, maybe you wait a game and see if they come back and win and go 2-1, and then your ticket's worth more money if you have a Milwaukee Buck ticket. Now it's 2-2. So it looks like, Luke, there might be some seller's remorse, but also those sellers could go and buy the the Bucks, as we've talked about on the odds. But now what's the action? Are we getting more Phoenix uh, people coming in? Are we getting more Buck? Yeah, we sold, I'd say we're still getting more Phoenix tickets. Phoenix is just a red-hot team, literally being in the the desert. Um, But, you know, I look back to the sale we had last week, the $500 40-to-1 Phoenix Suns bet that sold for $16,000 when they were up 2-0. The buyer got odds of minus 350, and the market on Phoenix at the time was minus 500 everywhere. So the buyer swoops in, gets the best price in the world on Phoenix, and on Twitter, everyone was saying, what a horrible sale. Mm-hmm. Phoenix is a lock. <laughs> right? I know. I thought. <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we hear that constantly because, it, you know, as if it'd be the first time that any basketball team has came down from a 2-0 lead when they're about to play games three and four at home. Like, it happens all the time. So, uh, you know, really, really good timing by the seller. He turned 500 bucks into 16 grand. No question that. He can care less how these last three games go. And then on the buyer, again, he got the best price in the world on Phoenix. So everyone won on that sale. Um, and I just I thought it was humorous of all the, the naysayers that people say, why would you sell a Phoenix ticket when they're up 2-0? Well, look what happened. So, Luke, I have to ask you, what is the timetable for a sale like that with, uh, with the Phoenix ticket? Like, How long so did, he, that take, did that take for him to sell it? 
Oh my gosh. So because that was priced so favorably, that ticket sold in 15 minutes. He posted that ticket and it was last Friday morning and that sold in 15 minutes. Cause if you can get Phoenix at minus three fifty, mm-hmm. and every sports book in the universe is at minus 500, that's no brainer. Wow. That's crazy. And, uh, as far as like MVP of the series, is anyone, is there any tickets for that up for right now? Or is that pretty much, uh, yeah, Chris Ball must've taken a nosedive with his odds. <laughs> for, yeah. Chris Ball's stock certainly went down. Oh my God. Yeah. He, he did not play well in game four. No. Uh, Devin Booker's stock going up for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, he almost uh, had the record for most points through three quarters in the NBA Finals game. But Giannis amazing, was, but man, Giannis yeah, is plus two ten. Giannis is plus two ten. That's yeah. He seems to be yeah. if, if Milwaukee wins, he's got to win, right? I mean, come on. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I don't know. But I would put it at like a seven to one shot that Chris Middleton wins. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if Milwaukee wins, it's, it's Giannis's award. He's, he put out of his mind, he, even in the losing efforts in Game One and Game Two. Giannis played well. But let me ask you guys a crazy question: uh, Is there any chance that Giannis could win the MVP even if the Bucks lose? Yeah, no, no. I you think, you so. think so, Mike? I would, I would say no. I don't. What think happens if he gets another forty-point game? That's three forty-point games in one series. Uh, pulls down a ton of boards. We acknowledge that the games they've lost, Luke, have not been because of him. It's been because of, of Holiday and because of Middleton. It's really been a one-man show. It really has been. And uh, he's the best player on the on the court. But, yeah, I'm with you, Luke, in a way. He could win it, but I doubt it. But who would you give it to? Because Aiton's taking a, lows, a nosedive. Paul's taking a nosedive. If Booker yeah, it's, Evan, hit, it's Evan Booker, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, we still. This is a three-game series, so mm-hmm. obviously Chris Paul does have time to turn it around. He, he certainly played horrible in Game Four, mm-hmm. uh, but he has time to turn this around. But yeah, if this stays exactly the way it is, where Devin Booker's you know setting a, almost setting a, a three-quarter record, drop like again forty-four, um, you know, if that continues, mm-hmm. I think Devin Booker wins it. But Chris Paul still has time to. What happens? Up. What happens if they do win it in Game Seven, but Giannis has two more forty-point games? With double right. with double figure rebounds, I think it's a possibility. I I'd wonder what the odds are right now for a losing player to win MVP. Yeah, I mean right. that's, that's what I was thinking is because he's been so dominant. He's been so dominant. Yeah, he's been so dominant. Hey, Luke, before we let you go, uh, second half Major League Baseball gets underway. It was supposed to start last night. It didn't, but it's going to start tonight. Uh, is there a hot team right now that that you're seeing a lot of movement with? Yeah, I mean obviously our White Sox just yep. continue to look incredible. Uh, just amazing roster. The, God, I was <laughs> the closer of the All Star game. That was hysterical. Um, his post game interview. I don't know if you guys saw they dropped yes. a few F bombs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Hendricks did that. So uh, really fun team to root for. Obviously, Chicago is a huge city. So uh, White Sox are popular. The Padres and Dodgers have been high since the season started. That hasn't really <laughs> changed, even with the Dodgers' poor performance in the first half. They're mm-hmm. still. At MGM right now, they're plus 375 to win the World Series, which is crazy considering how many games they lost. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's the best roster. Like I, I totally concede that from top to bottom, including pitching, the Dodgers are the most talented team. Uh, but perhaps the Padres can upset them. Uh, maybe the Mets um, before, you know, they either play the White Sox, the Astros, maybe the Yankees. The Yankees are kind of having a really poor first half relative to what expectations were. Um, and the Red Sox, man, the Red Sox, yeah. super popular team. I mean, the Red Sox came out of nowhere. They were they were fifty to one, sixty to one at some sports books. 
Um, they're just hitting the cover off the ball is the Boston Red Sox. They're down. I see them at 10 to one at FanDuel. I mean, really, really huge jump um, on the Boston Red Sox. Well, you can go to PropSwap.com, get all the latest futures, and it's a great way to do it. You can do it every day. That's what's great about PropSwap. Luke, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Mike. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. <laughs> oh, God, Milwaukee. Watch your nose. <laughs> That's Luke Pergani. And, Mike, we were talking about the uh, second half of the Major League yeah. Baseball season is uh, underway. And uh, I- I'm just curious, a couple uh, of-, of teams – he mentioned the Dodgers. He mentioned the Padres. Well, what do you what do you think of the of the Giants? Who you can still get at some books in for like seven, eight to one to win the division, and they're winning the division right now. Mike, are, are you sold on that team? Boy, it's hard not to be. It was all everybody waited for him to collapse. I remember Kansas City, you know, at the beginning of the season, got off to a good start, and then Cleveland got off to a good start, and then everybody was saying, "Hey, what a surprise!" And the Giants got off to a good start. Well, the Giants are the team that's extended their good start all the way through half the season. So, yeah, I think they're a great bet. I mean, who had them where they're at in the standings? Who had them beating up on the Dodgers a little bit? That's pretty good for them right now. I do believe in in the Giants. I don't think it's a fluke when you go half the season looking as good as they've looked. Right now, right now for the uh, World Series, Mike, the Dodgers are still your favorites. Luke yeah. mentioned it at uh, plus three sixty. Is there a team that you're looking at? Maybe the Mets at nine to one right now. He mentioned the Red Sox at ten to one. The Brewers with that rotation, you got to figure they're going to go out and get some help hitting wise. Probably they're twelve to one. Uh, the Rays who were in it last year at fourteen to one. Is there a team that sticks out to you, Mike? That could you know uh, sneak into the World Series or have a chance to at least. How could you half. not mention our White Sox? Well, the, because the White Sox right now are the fourth favorite. It's and it's. I don't care the fabulous leadership abilities of the manager of the year or the uh, forthcoming manager, year, Anthony Larusa. You have a team of hitters, of course. I know they're four to one. I would outside of the White Sox because I'm just a fan of theirs, and I want them to do well. At least you know we have an eight game cushion, which is nice. Um, Boston. Boston with Pavetta, uh, Evaldi. You're looking at these pitchers. That's why they were 50 to 1. Not because, but their offense is a, a juggernaut. You could be down 4 to nothing. It doesn't face them. So, I mean, they've gone from 9 to 1 to 10 to 1. Uh, for some reason, nobody believes in them. Uh, and and I happen to do, I happen to believe if I was going to buy a ticket right now, I'd buy it on Boston. Right, and you know what? The one thing no one's really talking about with Boston right now, Mike. Think is, of Field, Devers, and Bogarts are great. Well, but you know what else is coming back? Probably Chris maybe, Sale. Yes, and I mean he looks great. Yes, what a surprise. Yeah, I mean, boy, could you imagine if you if you can add a Chris Sale to your? Well, rotation? they won the championship when they had him healthy. Right, right. So and, I mean, that's great. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. All right, before we before we break here, I just want to run down a couple of. Uh, I love when you run down a couple of, uh, of players. We got MVP Cy Youngs. So right now in the National League, Mike, the favorite for the MVP is a pitcher, Jacob Degrom at minus one twenty five. Fernando Tatis Jr. is plus one twenty five, and then it's basically it's a two two horse race. So those two guys, if you were throwing some money down in the second half, who would you who would you go with? I hate to bet on a pitcher because that's what the Cy Young's about. But, you know, Tatis has got a chance to make, like, and this is the truth, folks, 40 errors at shortstop. I, it's a two. Your shortstop's supposed to be your best athlete, which he is, and your best fielder, which he isn't. That being said, he's got astronomical numbers. Uh, but I'm, especially if the Met, the Mets are an item for a change. I mean, they've lost with a great pitcher like DeGrom. I'd probably go DeGrom. 
Okay. And then I won't even go through the Cy Young for the National League because that race is done. Yeah. Uh, how about the MVP, which was neck and neck, but now Shohei Itani, deservedly so, who's been amazing in the first half, is minus 275. And again, it's a two-team, two-horse race with Vladimir Grove Jr. at uh, plus 200. So you would would you say Itani's probably going to win that one, Mike? Wow. I love Guerrero. I do. I love him. He's a monster. Hit the home run in the All-Star game. I love him. I think Otani, I mean, he deserves every bit. I mean, knock off the nonsense, by the way. The other day on Twitter, 50-50, Babe Ruth and Otani. Are you people nuts? The guy had 342, Babe Ruth, for a lifetime batting average. And he, and he had home runs with a, like an oven mitten that your mom would take a casserole out of the oven with. So knock that off. But that, on top of that, the Otani's great. He's a freak, just like the Bambino was. I think the hype and the outlandishness of what he's done gives him the odds on favorite, don't you? Yes. Even though I think Guerrero's been great. Yes, I, I think what Itani is doing is, is remarkable. And finally, real quickly, Mike. Wait, if Babe Ruth walks in tomorrow in his prime uh, and Otani walk in together, they go, which one you want? Which way you going? I mean, I, I probably still go with the Bay, but I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's on. we're talking like ages, right? <clears throat> Between, so... Well, I mean, the babe would have a better car now and, and stuff like true. that. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Uh, and then Garrett Cole still the favorite for the American League side. So they, on, give but, it to the, they, they give it to the fixer. But uh, our two guys, uh, Rodon is uh, plus 250 yeah. and Lance Lynn is plus 400. Yeah. So definitely both those I guys. I love Lance Lynn. Yeah, he's great. He's great for baseball and he's fun to watch. Yeah, he is great. When we come back on the odds couple, you know what we're going to do, Mike? We're gonna do, what? We're going to talk a little football. I love it. Let's talk a little football because okay, you know what? The, the smell of pigskin is coming. Because, There's no better. Absolutely. We'll be back on the odds couple. This is the odds couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the odds couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back to the Odds Couple. Randy Murphy in for Carmen Falco, along with Mike North. And Mike, it's coming soon. It's time for some football, which means, of course, we got to discuss who's going to win the Super Bowl this year and a lot of other great, mm-hmm. great stories. And Mike, before we get to that, um, Tom Waddle's been doing his top 15 most important bears. And uh, cool. I'm, cur- I'm curious, just, you know, I'm, I'm catching you uh, just right, right off right. the cuff. Who was who your most important bear this year? Boy, that's a tough question. I think my most important bear this year would probably be Allen Robinson. I think he's the most important. And now, this is a team, don't forget, that's over under seven and a half. Robinson, I think, is the common denominator that links what they had to what they have now. I think Dalton's success lies with him above everybody else. Not to say that the running game won't be better. Um... But I think he's my most. I don't know where he would finish on Tom's list, but he, I I would imagine hopefully he'll finish high. So you, so you really think Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson. Okay. Because either quarterback is going to need him. Right. If Allen Robinson goes down, there's a big. I don't care if you have Mooney. We know what Anthony Miller's capable of or capable of, not of. So your receiver cores get depleted, or your receiver core at least the arrow points down once Robinson's out. Defensively, 
if they do what they're supposed to do. See, I happen to think it doesn't matter about the quarterback. I think the Bears defense got a year older, and you're going through another uh, defensive uh, coordinator. So we'll see what happens. All right, so let's get to uh, some brass tacks here, Mike. Let's get to some NFL. Now you're really putting me on NFL's the spot. futures, okay? Let's start off with the Bears division, if I can get down to that level. Uh, what, before we do that, Mike. Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is I was going to add. That's the question I was going to ask. He's going to play. Come so, on. $30 million bucks. You're going to lose $20 million. Are you out of your mind? And, and things, things seem to have calmed down. I, I think he's playing. I've been saying it all along. Uh, that's the only place he can play. He's not going to sit out. Come on. He's Aaron Rodgers. That's his, that's his identity. I don't care what anybody says. I'll be shocked if he retires. That would be the second shock. The, the first one was when Jim Brown retired in 65. Uh, held out and then retired. That, and then Sandy Colfax. This would be a shock if Aaron Rodgers retires, even at this late age. And then Barry Sanders also retired. Oh, shocking. Age, yes. Yeah, and, and Kelvin and Johnson, Calvin on, Johnson. The, on the same yep. team. Absolutely. Right. Right. All right. So right now the Packers, I think you, this is actually pretty decent odds. Minus one thirty to win the division. Yeah. The Vikings plus two sixty five, and then you've got the Bears at three fifty, and the Lions are twenty two to one. So wow. So wh- where is your confidence level in all of that, Mike? Who, who, I would put money on Minnesota. You put money on Minnesota. I think that they have a bounce back year. They got some pretty good athletes. It's been quiet. Not a whole lot of talk. Not a whole lot of movement of players. Zimmerman's not a bad coach. Uh, Cousins still has a lot to prove, but he's still, if you look at his numbers, they're not bad at all. I would probably, for the money angle of it, to make money, what were the odds on them again, Randy? Uh, they were uh, plus 265. Yeah. Put $100 down, you win 265. Uh, you know, that's where I'd go. Uh, not a whole lot of value with the with the Packers. And by the way, those odds change, folks. If Love is your quarterback, that's with Aaron Rodgers. That's where those odds are coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl last year, and then we found out Tom Brady was basically playing with an MCL tear. Do you believe is, that? Which is amazing. Yurko doesn't believe it, but... I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe it, I but... I don't know. I, what, why, you, why would you lie about that? Like, what, what's, what's the point? Yeah, it's, that's it's, true, but how big a tear is it? Yeah. We kept hearing that Peyton Manning had four neck operations. Wait a minute. Okay. One, we heard, if you have a serious neck injury and you have a big-time neck operation then your football career might be in jeopardy. He had four. Was it to take maybe minor fragments out of your neck? So it depends how, how the surgery goes and how what it is. Well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your clear-cut favorite to win. Yes. Their division, they are a minus 200 now, Mike. Right. And the oh, Saints man, that's are, unbelievable. Which is crazy to, to think this, but the Saints are 3-1. to one. And, you know, you always feel like the Saints are right there uh, to win the division every year. But obviously no Drew Brees, and they've got Jameis Winston and – uh, you know, it's Taysom not, Hill. Taysom Hill, right? Exactly. And the Falcons are eight to one, and the Carolina Panthers are eleven to one. Are you fairly confident that the, the Bucks are going to win the division? Yes, I'm absolutely confident. But if I wanted to take a shot, I'd take Atlanta. Even it, 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 they lost the receiver, I'd take them because there's value at eight to one. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe Brady goes down. You still got Maddie Ice. You got a new regime a little bit over there. I might take them as a long shot. You know, and, and one thing we've learned in sports, it's not easy to, to duplicate what you did the year before. Seven, right? I, most of the teams don't come back right. a second year in a row. Right. And the NFL, is, you're right. Uh, and then it, another interesting division, just because they've, won, they've gone to the Super Bowl two straight years, the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and we saw some flaws, I think, towards the end of the year, and, and especially the way Tampa defended Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Chiefs are a three 
minus 300 favored to win their division. The Broncos plus 550. The Chargers plus 575 with Justin Herbert, who was a, had a great rookie year. And the Raiders. I mean, boy, you think the Raiders are happy about this? They're 18 to 1 right now to win, to, to win with their Mayak division. With Mayak and Gruden. Yes. Yes. That, that all they did was talk. So, so are, and a are big you, money man like Gruden having that kind of result right now—that's yep. not acceptable. So, are you are you fairly confident then, Mike? In the uh, in you the, know who's going to have a sophomore jinx? I'm like I, I want to see Herbert do it again. Okay, I want to see him do it again. I get the feeling everybody's doubting him. I'm not saying there's a bad thing about the kid. I just want to see him do it again. You know, there's other quarterbacks you know are going to do it again. I know Brady's going to do it again if he stays healthy. We know this. But everybody else is up for grabs, and, and I want to see Herbert do it again. Now, granted, they have a different new head coach because they lost a bunch of games because of coaching, folks, at the end of games. It was just a mismanaged clock, so they could have won two, three more. So I'm not taking any way, uh, uh, anything away from the kid. I just want to see him do it one more time. So you're fairly confident in the Chiefs then, right, to win that division? Yeah, uh, interesting stat. You know, Mike, you're always coming to me go. We ran into you in the hallway today. Mike, make sure you bring something different to the table. I go, okay, I will. I'll do the best I can. Last year, you know who led the league in dropped interceptions? What quarterback? Patrick Mahomes, 19. Wow. Now. I, I was going to say Mitch Trubisky, but he didn't play long enough. Just kidding. I, well, he only won 60% of his game, so I can see why we got rid of him. Yeah. Um, he's, don't start me. Don't start on me. This whole thing's going to be a debacle. And be <laughs> apologizing. But anyway, Mahomes. Led the league in with 19 dropped interceptions. Now, let's just say, for instance, Randy, because there's a reason defensive players don't play offense. No hands. Let's say they come down with 10 of those. It's a different year, okay? Second was Josh Allen at 17. Dropped interceptions. So, that's interesting. That being said, it's hard to go against Mahomes. They, they seem to have the full package. And they didn't win it all last year, so they got that carrot in front of their nose. Right, yeah, they didn't win it last year, and... Uh, you know, I I do think there's something about like Patrick Mahomes. I'm rooting for Buffalo because yeah. you're, you're smart. you're smart Alec remark. Oh on come on! <laughs> now, now, Buff, now Buffalo's an interesting story because they've gotten better in the last two years, right? They Mike? got the best insurance policy too. Should their quarterback go down, they got another starter or a former starter. So I like Josh Allen. Try to keep him in the pocket. They run him too much. I think they do options with him. Are you nuts? He's already had a concussion. But I think Buffalo's a team that everybody wants to root for. Uh, are people going to be Kansas city out? Uh, do you want to see Kansas City? I don't care who wins in the AFC. But that being said, I think Buffalo could challenge them. As far as surprises, I keep thinking New England's going to bounce back a little bit. I see the over-unders 9 or 10 or something like that. or Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I keep thinking they're going to bounce back. Uh, and I'm anxious to see which one of the five quarterbacks rookie starts besides Lawrence who we know is going to start, but the other four guys, which one is really going to be the better one? Yeah, now Justin Fields uh, is certainly what the Bears fans want, want to see him oh, start. but No kid's got more pressure on him. No yeah, kid. Yeah, no, I agree. Everybody and, expects him now to be in Canton. I mean, and that's a shame because there's going to be a ton of pressure on him and he doesn't need that. You mentioned, Mike, the, the Patriots, and I'm curious to get your take on this. Right now to win the AFC – and you know Bill Belichick is steaming sure. after seeing Tom Brady do what he did. Absolutely. Uh, they are 16-1 to 1 to win the AFC. That's a, that's a good buy. I don't think they will. But it's Bill Belichick. I, you're right. The Newton's uh, got another year under his belt. They got the new rookie quarterback from Alabama. So they're going to be an interesting team to watch. 
I I see where Detroit's twenty two to one. They, I don't think they have a shot at all in the Bears division. I think it's going to be a two horse race in the Bears division, Minnesota and Green Bay. You do? You think it's going to be that that simple? Huh? That simple. Wow. Minnesota and Green Bay. I don't think the Bears are going to be involved. I don't think Detroit's surely not going to be involved. Even though that kid from Detroit, he did get a team to a Super Bowl. So he had the same things happen to him that sort of happened to Mitch. Put up decent numbers, got to a certain point, and then they stopped believing. Mike, I'm curious, one team I want to get your take on with sure. the, in the NFC. Uh, they made a huge trade, as you just you mentioned, Jared Goff. The other guy involved in that trade was Matthew Stafford. He's mm. now on the Rams. And, you know, we always kept saying, boy, if, they, if the Rams can get – that that great quarterback with that defense and their skill position players and that you know that coach this team could be elite can be Super Bowl contenders. Uh, they're right now basically six to one to win the NFC. Are you fairly confident the Rams with Matthew Stafford are, are going to be a, a Super Bowl contender this year? Mm, yeah, well, they're going to be a contender. I don't know if they're going to win it. Matthew Stafford's never won a big game in his life. He's thrown for a lot of yards because he was always throwing. And 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 you know what? I I don't get. I understand. He's going to have more pressure. He's going to be expected to win. He, had, he plus they, you know, he they never put people around him. So I'm not a hater, but I just think it's they're asking a lot. This kid, he's just it's almost like a Cutler situation. They got they got him from somewhere else. They're expecting big things. Although Cutler did not have a bad teams, so he didn't have the type of team and with a defense that this kid has. So yeah. I mean, the Rams are expected to win. McVay gets all sorts of all sorts of plaudits and touts for being a great coach. I think they absolutely expect to go all the way, and uh, we'll see. But I, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Matthew Stafford fan. I'm not. Okay, and one one more team I have for you in the AFC. Uh, the they got a, a star wide receiver. Julio Jones is now in the Tennessee Titans. Right now, if you wanted to, you can get the Titans at fourteen to one to win the AFC. Are you confident? that Tennessee will be back this year as a title contender. Boy, Tannehill's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in football. He really is. I mean, he wasn't that bad in Miami. They gave up on him. He's been a very good quarterback at Tennessee. Doesn't make that many mistakes. You got a big running game. Now you got this kid as a stud. I could see that happening. I could see them winning it. It would be fun. Uh, I think the number's good. Uh, hey, see, when you bet a future on teams, you don't bet just one team, folks. You bet four or five. And, you know, should you hit on one? Just like I do with my golf bets when I bet six guys out of the top ten on a Sunday, which I didn't hit again last week. But you got a better chance if you bet more than one team to win a conference. I'd probably pick three, four NFC teams, three, four AFC teams. If you pick one on each, it's it's like a needle in a haystack. Mike, we're going to switch gears. You know what we're I do? love it when you switch gears. You know what we're doing when we come back? What? You know who you're talking to? Who? Jim Miller. Jimmy! We'll talk to Jim Miller coming next on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6. With a replay Saturday morning at 8. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back to the Odds Couple. It's always my pleasure to welcome in my good friend from Hawthorne Racecourse, the odds maker, the man, the myth, 
Jim Miller. Jimmy! Jim, how are Gentlemen, you, Gentlemen, how is everything going this week? Good. Great. Could be better. How are you, my friend? I'm good. All right. I have a question for the both of you. Mike, you always ask me questions, and right. we still have time for that. But here's my question for you. You talk about sports each and every week, and there's been so much going on this year. And it's so weird that now we're in the age of legalized sports betting here in Illinois. So my question to you guys is this. Will either of you be placing any wagers on any of the Olympics action? That's a good question. I'm going to say no. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm not going to. Well, how about you, Jimmy? I'm going to do my research because I think you might have a chance to make money. And here's the reason I say it is everybody's going to look to the American athletes. And the odds are probably not going to be great on that. But if you can do your research and maybe find out who some of the top international athletes are in some maybe even like a fringe type of sport, you might be able to catch some value. So I'm actually going to dive in, do a little bit of research. I'm only going to dabble, maybe put a few bucks here or there. But I think it might be a little bit of fun. There's so much in the Olympics. I I was just telling Randy, I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning watching the Open putting in bets. Now my big deal might be to bet the U.S. water polo team. I mean, you know, I mean, there's certain – does there come a point when you say there's baseball and other things going on at the same time? It's not that I am a hater on the Olympics or betting them. And right now where I'm saying I wouldn't, maybe I will. But at least while the Olympics are going on, there'll be other sports too. But you know what? It's a good point to be made. There's got to be some value. Uh, Bet against the U.S. men's basketball team, right, Randy? Yeah, they're a heavy favorite. Yeah, it hasn't been good so far, that's for sure. Uh, Yeah, they're a heavy favorite. Go go against them. See what happens. Everybody else, here's the thing. In men's basketball, the number two team is 10 to 1, and that's Australia. They're pretty. They uh, Joe Ingles will give you all that you can handle. That's true. Yeah, and Math, it's, it's, and Matthew Delvadova. But that's right. And don't forget about Pappy Mills or whatever his name is. Uh, Patty Mills. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jimmy, what's what's it like right now in the uh, horse racing scene? You know, it's kind of things are calmed down. Obviously, it's summer great for you guys at Hawthorne, uh, but are are things still hot and heavy in in, the, in horse racing? They are, and they're hot and heavy kind of on the gaming end of things, especially at Hawthorne, too, Randy. If you look back at the Illinois Gaming Board agenda from last week, Hawthorne was on there for 60 different agenda items, and that was the approval of all of the board members for Hawthorne Racecourse. So that's another step towards getting things rolling for the casino at Hawthorne, which is cool. Combining the casino with sports betting with horse racing is what we want to do here. The horse racing season's been very good. We're rolling along each and every weekend, and uh Tell you, a lot's going to be going now very quickly, very very soon, too. Well, I, I was going to ask you this, too, because, you know, I've been thinking about, uh, you know, they talk about the ladies. They talk about, you know, uh, women that are going to be assistant coaches in football right now or, you know, uh, uh, coaches in basketball, uh, you know, see what happens. There. How about the females in harness racing? Is it uh, a ma- uh, mostly male-dominated sport, or are there female drivers and female trainers? It's interesting. It's still a male-dominated sport, but there are some very talented females in the sport. You look out to the East Coast and the Meadowlands, Nancy Tactor and Julie Miller are both two very good trainers. Hannah Miller is a driver who does a very good job, too. Mm -hmm. So you do have some of them. Here in Illinois, Michelle Weinemann has a string of horses, and she does well. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of very talented females on the harness end. We have a lot of very good female thoroughbred trainers. So it is starting to grow, which is good to see. You want to see a little bit more diversity within the sport. All right, Jimmy, give us some picks for the weekend. Make us some money. At the home track at Hawthorne for all three on Saturday. Race four, bet the four, suddenly royal to win in place. 
Then go to race number 10, bet the nine, Roland Cole across the board. And at race 12, bet the four, lose Abigail to win in place. They're all going to get you some money back. Beautiful. Jimmy, have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week, and good luck to your baseball team this weekend. You got it, boys. Thanks. Jimmy! The great Jim Miller. He's yep. such a good guy. Our, our baseball guy. teams have, have faced off a couple times, Mike, and so, so much fun. Just he's such a, I, I, saw, I saw Carmen came out to see you. No, I, I went out to see Carm. Oh, actually. Carmen. Tell him to get. Tell him. It was his son. Was Giovanni catching there? Or was, no, he was. He was play. I think he played second base when he pitched two innings. He pitched really well, actually. So yeah, Carmen is whispering in his ear. I go, "Wait, well, Jimmy Pierce, old yeah. man, back I mean, off a little you, bit." You should see him during this game. He's, he's moving around. And I'm like, Carm, not for nothing, but you're talking to these kids. And he's like, Merck, I coached a lot of these kids. They know me." And I'm like, "All right, that's fine. Do what you got to do." They showed a picture. He's talking to his son. Yeah, son's like, it's Carl Malden. Right. Fear strikes out. Get off the kid. Let him play. All right. We got a few minutes left here, Mike. Before we get <laughs> yeah. to, I, I remember that movie, by the way. Before we get movie. to, before we get to your uh, your yeah. plays of of the weekend, uh, I want to ask you. We mentioned before with Luke about the NBA Finals. We haven't talked about it a ton, mm-hmm. but uh, game game five is tomorrow right. night, right? And the right now, the you can get the Suns at minus four, Bucks plus four. Uh, which way are you leaning on that? I'll tell game, you Mike? where I'm going. I'll tell everybody where I'm going. Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, if you missed it today, I gave out the White Sox. Take them on the money line. Take them on the run line. Just enjoy your life. Uh, you know, we're going for our fourth win in a row. But I'm leaning Milwaukee, and I'm I'm, I'm probably going to take Milwaukee, and I'm going to take the over. There's been two unders the last uh, two games that they've been borderline. I think you'll get better games out of Chris Paul, who had a dreadful game. Aiton had a average to below average game. I've said he's the key. Not Booker or Paul, because those two guys got to try to coexist together. Uh, Aiton is the guy that's got to put up some more points. Giannis is just uh, too dominant. So I, I, I got to be honest. I, I'm going to give out Milwaukee, getting the points, and I'm going to take the over, man. Okay, so now here, here's an interesting little uh, stat line for you. Or it's a oh, God, would you bring that up on it's me? It's a trend. It's a trend, actually. You're scaring me now. Uh, the And both games in Phoenix have gone over, and both games in Milwaukee have gone over gone under. Okay, so, but here's the difference. Randy goes, how I got Mike right where I want him. How is he going to get out of this? <laughs> because both games at Phoenix that were over were won by Phoenix. And Correct. So the, the difference is going to be I think Milwaukee's going to win the game and I think then they're going to go over because you're right. Uh, Booker struggled in one game at Milwaukee and Chris Paul just had a, a dreadful, you know, they've been telling me about this and that Chris Paul's a top ten guy, point guard. He's not a top five. He's you got to win something. We'll see what happens, but he's got to come back from that game uh, if they have any kind of chance. I uh, know I, I would totally agree with you. I I I'm going to favor the Suns in this for the this uh, game five, but uh, I also think That's that day, you know what? Who knows? Right. right. I, I also do think Mike that uh, that Giannis isn't crazy because if if they go out if it goes seven games and he scores forty points in two more games and. Chris Paul or Devin Booker don't have great games. I think Giannis could get the uh, could get the MVP. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, you know what, and I put it to Luke that way. I think that there's a good opportunity if Giannis just dominates, and if they lose in seven, especially maybe if they lose in six, one of the Suns gets it. But if they go down to Game Seven and Milwaukee wins, he's going to win it for sure. He loses. There's a chance he's going to get it because there's not a player out there that I'd rather have than him. None. All right, Mike. It's imagine time. him on the Bulls. Oh, oh, oh stop my it. God! Stop it! Stop it! 
It's, Never mind. We got Vela Novavich or whatever. Yeah, right, right. Okay, Valencia. Vucevic. Vucevic. Oh, Vukovic. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All right, okay. it's time. It's time now for uh, for your top plays. You already yeah. gave one out on. I on gave them with- all out. Milwaukee yeah. and the over, baby. I got the White Sox. White Sox. Milwaukee. The over. It's just a bundle of joy. A ribbon wrapped around it. A Christmas present to all the great people that listen to AM One Thousand. How about you, my friend? Okay, so here's where I'm going, Mike. I love when you tell me you're going somewhere. I'm gonna go with the team. I think it's gonna have a good second half. The New York Mets start off in Pittsburgh. Uh, Marcus Stroman, who is a great pitcher that no yes, one ever is. talks about against no. Chad Cool Cole. I don't know how you even say his last name. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can get right now on the on the run line. So giving one and a half runs, basically even odds right now for the Mets. I'm going to take that. I'm going to do them both. I'm going to bet the Mets to win this game at minus 164. And I'm going to bet the Mets to win by more than uh, a run and a half and beat the Pirates, who are not a great team. Had two All-Stars for some reason in the All-Star game. But I'm going to go with the Mets in that one. And I they, also, uh, They're playing good baseball, man. And All I right. like the Suns tomorrow night. I like the Ooh. Suns, and I like the over in that game. And I like the Suns to win the series oh. in seven games. And I'm going to bet Devin Booker also for the MVP of the series. Keep How the about tape. that? Keep the tape, ladies and gentlemen. Keep the tape. Randy's stepping out. It's me against Randy. It's a classic battle basketball. We have No, no it's not really. We're just on opposite sides of the picks. I will tell you this. It's going to be... Uh, it's been a good series. It's been a lot of fun, uh, but it's good to have baseball back. I was jonesing for three days, to yep. be honest with yep. you. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, Mike, this has been a lot of fun. Good time, Randy. Always great talking to you. Everyone have a great weekend. Uh, take our bets and go with them if you want. Yep. And uh, happy wagering, and we'll talk to you next week on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.